Yes, Chris Brandolino, friend of the country. I think we're close personal friends. Could I describe our relationship like that, Chris? You could. I mean, but once uh, someone once told me, Jamie, that when you come on a show like yourself, your show, um, you know, you come on once, uh, you're a you're a guest, and if you come on a second time, you know. You're a friend of the show. You come on a third time, you're just a regular. So, I mean, I guess... Yeah, <laughs> All right, I'll like call you maybe. a regular. A regular cappuccino. No, you're a regular <laughs> weather guy. Now, um, okay, let's start with... Actually, I'll start with the snow, because the snow is actually mm-hmm. good news. That's a good news story. Yeah, look, I mean, for a couple of reasons. I mean, obviously, you don't want to be traveling in it. Um, we want the ski fields to get their uh, dose of snow at school holidays. And oftentimes, Jamie, like, people will ask us when we do our outlooks, like, how's the winter looking? And, look, you could have a, a generally suboptimal winter from a, from a skiing or snowboarding perspective. But if you get a well-timed cold snap or a well-timed period of snow that is right ahead of school holidays, that could really save your bacon in a lot of ways. So we're getting that at, at some areas. And, look, Mount Ruapehu is going to see some snow. Fakapapa will get a good, over the next few days, boy, they're going to see dozens of centimeters atop the, um, the Munga there, and also for the South Island. So good news there. Also, it is good news because the snowpack does melt, and it provides a uh, you know, river and water um, for um, uh, water to the rivers, I should say, you know, when it melts in the spring. Exactly, and then we don't have to import coal from Indonesia to to make electricity. <laughs> yeah, okay, right. look, the, the snow right. is good news. You don't want snow in August and September when you're carving and lambing and trying to get crops into the ground, so we'll take it. Bang on time, Mother Nature. Now, Mother Nature is also going to have a bit of a change in the weather pattern. Are you guys yeah. at Niwa officially calling El Nino? Has it officially no. arrived? Not quite yet. Look, it's, it's, a, it's a technical sort of like definition or threshold. There are... Um, there are different uh, thresholds across international agencies. The bomb has one. Uh, the United States, the NOAA has another. So we often use what's called um, a temperature anomaly. That is, what is the difference from average in certain regions of the tropical Pacific along the equator um, west of South America? For the U.S., it's uh, an anomaly, plus or minus, of 0.5 degrees, half degrees Celsius. For the beer meteorology, 0.8. We got 0.7. So, look, we're on the cusp. Uh, the U.S. has said, look, we're in El Nino. We're not far behind from our perspective. There has to be a coupling, Jamie, of the ocean and the atmosphere. What I mean is that the ocean and the atmosphere kind of have to be working in tandem, and where the ocean displays these unusually warm ocean temperatures, right, um, in the central and eastern equatorial Pacific, so Galapagos Islands, north of the Cook Islands, off the South American coast, that sort of area. But the atmosphere has to kind of acknowledge that. To give you a metaphor, um, you know, this is, this is a coupling, this is a union, if you will. So we have the ocean at the altar. We're just waiting for the atmosphere, who is going down the aisle, to join us at that altar. And once that happens, we'll be coupled, we'll become one. And that's when the, the system, as we say, will really start to kick into high gear. Things are coupled, things are connected, but we're not quite there yet. And when that happens, we tend to see more south okay, right. winds I'm going to New quote, Zealand. I'm going to quote Gwyneth. Okay. I'm going to quote Gwyneth Paltrow at you, and she talked about, I think, a conscious uncoupling, and that's what we need from La Nina, because we don't like we La do. Nina. So have we, we conscious, we, we. we've consciously uncoupled. But sorry, I, I just want to ask you another question yeah. here. So yeah, yeah. does that mean, and we're going to talk to a Hawks Bay apple grower in just a tick, does that mean those poor buggers literally are going to go from floods to droughts? And I'm serious question. Yeah, look, um, when you look at what El Nino brings to New Zealand and what it means, it means different things for different people, you know, whether in the east or the west. And to your point, 
there is a concern that there could be dryness as we work our way to the second half of the calendar year, which we're about to do so. And it's not only El Nino, Jamie, it's a thing called the Indian Ocean Dipole. So this is basically the El Nino, but of the, in the Indian Ocean, on the other side of us, all right? And this actually is quite important because the Indian Ocean Dipole has a phase like El Nino. So there's a La Nina and El Nino. We all know about that. But in the Indian Ocean, there's a negative and a positive Indian Ocean dipole. And we're going into what's called a negative. So that means the water is off Australia, northwest of Australia, Exmouth, if you're familiar with that area of the world. That, those waters are expected to turn quite unusually cool. And that promotes high pressure, promotes dryness. It was the complete opposite last year. So we had weather systems going across the Aussie Bight or Australia from west to east. Oftentimes, those weather systems could tap into the moisture that was made available from that unusually warm water. That was last year. But with unusually cool water in winter and spring, we're effectively between that and this emerging El Nino. Between those two systems, Jamie, what we're effectively doing in, in a large way is shutting down the tropics. It doesn't mean we won't have any influence from the tropics. Of course we will, but it really reduces it. And as a consequence, the rainfall is going to go down. We're expecting southwest winds more times than not, and that's not exactly a moist wind direction. You do get nickel and dimed, and it's the west coast of the South Island that makes out with the most rainfall. So we do have to concern ourselves with dryness. It's one thing to be dry for three months. You don't want it for five months, for six months, so on and so forth, and we'll have to watch for that. Okay, Chris Brandolino, thank you very much for your time.